Have we done it? I think that's everything. Nailed yeah. it. Yeah, Nailed we it. just need to find a preacher now. Yeah, anyone fancy? Anybody want to preach? No, Philip is preaching this it. morning. I'll do it, I'll do it. Can I just pray for yeah, you? Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's pray for Philippa as she uh, shares from God's word with us this morning. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for um, the way that you speak to us. Thank you that you've actually even started that already in our service. Yeah. And we just ask for more of you, Holy Spirit. And I ask that now for my friend, Lord, that you would just fill her up afresh. And I pray that uh, what she has prepared, would it be like loaves and fishes to us, multiplied amongst us, that we might be people of good news in Tower Hamlets and beyond. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Well, I should probably start uh, by saying... Uh, it's been really special to be back here with you at home. Uh, some of you might know I've been over at St. James the Less in Bethnal Green the past few weeks. Um, if you don't know, uh, it's an amazing little church uh, up by the old Bethnal Green Chest Hospital by Victoria Park. Uh, and we've been over there as a team uh, helping to cover uh, whilst the vicar, Chris, there is on a very well-earned sabbatical. Um, and it's been a real joy and a blessing to go over there and to um, help to look after what is just an amazingly faithful, uh, wonderful community congregation over there. Um, so we're going to be the over, uh, over there until September uh, when Chris comes back. But I'd really encourage you, if you fancy it, uh, to pop over there one Sunday morning with us. Um, as we're there, it's a really special place. Uh, really amazing people who are faithfully gathering there to worship and pray. So uh, I want to say, say thank you for uh, releasing me to do that um, and releasing others as well. So Abby and Gareth are over there this morning. In fact, I'm a little bit put out because Gareth went there the first week we were doing it. And every week since then, they've been asking me when Gareth is coming back. Um, <laughs> So they'll be very happy today that he's back with them. They loved Gareth, um, as we all do as well. Uh, so thanks for your generosity in uh, releasing us and uh, bearing with us as we kind of spread our teams across these different places as God leads and gives us opportunities to minister in different places. Uh, it feels like growing our family in the most special way. Um, and thank you for being part of that amazing journey with us. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit today about welcome, uh, which feels apt. Uh, you, you may know that over the summer we are following along with the lectionary readings, which are the readings that the Church of England set uh, each week for us to do. We don't always follow those, but um, whilst we're in this moment where uh, we're across different churches and we're moving around and preaching in different places um, and sort of working together, listening together for what it is that God is saying to the church of Tower Hamlets, uh, we thought it'd be good for us all to do the same stuff. Uh, so we're following along with the lectionary readings and today we're in the um, back end of Matthew chapter 10. But I firstly wanted to start by telling you about an experience of genuine welcome that Simon, my husband and I received when we joined SPS um, back in 2010. Uh, it always makes me feel like really weird to think that I've been anywhere for that long. Uh, but there we go. We've been here since 2010. Um, and some of you have heard me say this before, but it's a very, very important part of our story. Um, at the time, Simon and I were uh, just dating. We'd been together for a couple of years. And we decided that it was time to maybe think about 
going to church together. We'd always sort of been in separate churches and we thought it might be a good idea to start going to church together. And I'd just moved to the East End. And so we were looking around, uh, thinking about where to go. And actually, as it happens, we were just out and about on a walk, uh, just as the evening service was, uh, was kicking off here. We've been through n- numerous iterations of the evening service here, so I can't even remember what time it was. But, um, but it was five, six, or seven. Um, and uh, so we just decided, well, we, we'd sort of heard a little bit about SPS. We've been looking at where to go. So we just thought, well, we're walking past. Why don't we just pop in? Um, so we walked in, and as you might expect, all of you have received a St. Paul Shadwell welcome. Um, we were greeted at the door, uh, but we weren't just greeted at the door. We were sort of grabbed hold of, uh, marched over to Kirst, uh, and introduced to Kirsten, um, who, and we were sort of scooped up brought into the family, introduced to a load of people who uh, sort of lived near me and, um, and whatever else. And by the time we left, um, uh, loads of people had our numbers. Uh, people were excited to meet up with us. We'd been invited to join a connect group. Uh, we had connect groups, that's what we were calling it back then. Um, and we just felt incredibly, almost embarrassingly welcomed. You know, like, oh, they really want us here. Like, there is no kind of Britishness about it. No kind of, like, oh, you know, if you want to, maybe, if it's okay, if it's all right. No, give me your number, get in our small group, Let's. you're part of this now, week one. And then, uh, not long after that, we joined a connect group, um, and the first week we went along to the connect group in somebody's house. We didn't even know whose house it was. Um, we just were welcomed into this house. Um, and by the end of that small group, we'd been signed up to go along to their weekend away uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Um, and the rest, as they say, it's history. Um, we had the most incredible experience of welcome. And I really hope that for all of us who have been part of this church or other churches, um, that all of us might have similar stories of being welcomed, of being invited in to participate in community, uh, either here or in other places that you've been in. And actually, welcome isn't just something that we do because it's nice, although it is nice. It's important, isn't it, to feel uh, wanted and valued in a space. But welcome is a biblical principle that Jesus speaks and teaches on and not just speaks and teaches on but actually models to everyone around him as he uh, walks about on earth you know the gospels are full of stories of Jesus both welcoming people and being welcomed by people receiving hospitality from them so why don't we read together from Matthew chapter 10 Uh, We're going to start at verse 40. We've just got three verses. So Matthew chapter 10. And the context of this, uh, for those of you who maybe missed a couple of weeks, we're tracking through Jesus has been instructing and sending out the disciples. Uh, He's been telling them to go and giving them lots of instructions and warnings about what they might be able to expect when they go out on this mission that he's calling them on. So this is the end of Jesus doing that. And Jesus says this to them. Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me and anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward and whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward and if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple 
truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. So like I said, Jesus is commissioning his disciples for their mission of spreading the good news of his coming, the good news of Jesus's gospel. Uh, and we've been looking at that, haven't we? And Jesus is reminding all of the disciples as he's teaching them and instructing them just how important welcome and hospitality really is. And yes, that welcome and hospitality is something we should offer to others, but also it stands sort of as a test for how ready people are to receive the gospel themselves. I have been uh, very lucky, very privileged recently uh, to receive some excellent hospitality uh, from some of you in this room, actually. Uh, if you've been sort of tracking with us over the last few months, uh, you'll have noticed we've been doing quite a lot of um, infant baptisms, just like one of my best ever stuff to do. I just love it. It's so fun. Um, and what you maybe don't see is that I get the great privilege of going to the family home and talking about what we're doing um, when we baptize, talking through the practicalities of a service. Um, and something that I've realized is when I say I'm coming to somebody's home to do that, they want to offer me excellent hospitality. <laughs> it's, and I'm not saying that's the reason why I do it, but it is a perk. So over the last few months when I've been heading to a different people's homes, I've received uh, you know, beautifully made coffee and tea, homemade baked goods, or um, things that people have specifically been to lovely bakeries to purchase for my uh, requirements. Um, it's been really great. And also, nothing makes you feel more like a proper vicar than when you go somewhere and somebody's laid on tea, you know? It feels good. That's what I'm in it for. Exactly, Carrie. That is why I'm here. There is something really beautiful and amazing and special about being welcomed into the home of a family. And not just that, but being invited in to discuss sort of life and faith and baptism in a very open way with families you know as as they are and we are together exploring what it means to be people who follow Jesus and who raise our children in that way too what a privilege it is to be invited in and to receive excellent hospitality and I've been learning that actually that is a real symbol that people are ready to receive the good news of Jesus. People are ready to receive what it means to follow Jesus because they're excited to welcome me who is bringing that. And that's actually true for all of us. That's not a like ordained person thing. But that there are people in all of our lives who we may know or we may not know who are excited and open to welcoming us into their homes or into their lives in lots of different ways because they may know or understand a little bit of the fact that we carry something unique and special when we enter into people's lives. And what Jesus is saying to his disciples is, if people receive you, they are open to receiving me. And what a powerful thing that is for each of us to remember. 
that when people gladly receive us, and sometimes we're surprised by that, aren't we? Because we have a kind of idea in our heads that, oh, no one wants to really hear me talk about Jesus, and no one really wants me to share my faith, and it's a bit awkward, and I better not bring it up. Actually, no, when people are welcoming us to be part of their lives, part of what they're doing, whether they sort of understand it in this way or not, is that they're welcoming and wanting to join in with and participate something of the welcome of the kingdom of God that we carry with one another. And welcome for all of us sort of goes beyond mere like politeness, Britishness, you know. It, it really involves embracing and accepting other people with love and respect and genuine hospitality. I went to do an assembly uh, in a school uh, in Bethnal Green last week. And some of the, uh, then afterwards I got the privilege of being invited into uh, the classroom to go and speak to some of the year fives and they were doing their RE lesson. Um, although it, I also got to participate in a fire drill, uh, which was unexpected. Um, but year fives asked me on Thursday, one of them asked me, which I thought was a very good question for a year five, um, what's the best thing about being a priest? And um, I thought about it. There's lots of amazing things about it. But my answer was just what we've been talking about. The, f the privilege that I have, the privilege that we have together of gathering every Sunday and throughout the week with a whole bunch of people who look nothing like me. You know, what a diverse group of people we have in this room each week uh, and, and we pray for more don't we? we pray for more diversity but what about what a diverse group of people we have in this room in every conceivable way of diversity and yet we are all here to worship the same God to do the same thing to participate in the same activity of welcoming one another to be part of a family that has its eyes fixed on Jesus and to championing each other in that. So welcome really is an invitation to create a safe space for other people, for everyone to be part of and irrespective of their background, where they've come from, their uh, beliefs or their social status or um, whatever, how much money they have in their bank account, what their job is, which school they've been to, any of that, we are welcomed and invited into a community that holds all of those things together. And that can only be in the presence of our almighty God who can do all things. Because what a miraculous community that really is. When we welcome other people, what we're doing is we're reflecting our openness to the presence of Christ in our lives. I'll say that again. Our openness to other people reflects our openness to Christ. And on the reverse, like I've been saying, the openness that we receive from others, we can take that as a, as a sign of the openness that they have towards receiving Christ as we participate in life with other people. And we know, don't we, that welcome is incredibly powerful. And I've been, I hope lots of you have stories of this too. 
I've been privileged to grow up in the church that was good at welcoming. Uh, I went to a youth group that was uh, held in somebody's house. And even though there was just loads of us, we were like packed into this uh, big living room. The people from the church would were take it in turns to bake cakes for us uh, so that we always had something. Um, when we were in church uh, on a Sunday or a Sunday morning or Sunday evening, uh, there was a whole group of people, um, older and younger, who were keen to like chat to us, to welcome us, to make us feel part of the family. Um, and there's nothing more awkward when you're a teenager than chatting to like an 85-year-old woman. Um, but now I look back at it and I'm like, oh my goodness, what a privilege it was to be welcomed into a community by an elder person who had been praying for young life in the church for all of those years. What a privilege that is. And what an amazing space to be part of and to grow up in as a young person. And uh, I grew up in the kind of house where there was always people round. There were always people over. Um, my dad was involved in uh, like running some of the youth stuff. So we'd have like, you know, young people round all the time, which oh, nothing better than when you're a kid and there's like a load of like 18, 19 year olds hanging out in your house, is there? Um, like classic church kid experience. Um, but I loved it, you know, having this kind of household of stuff, household of people all the time. And um, my mates used to love coming to hang out in our house. Um, welcome is a really powerful and important thing. And when I used to go back to visit my church that I grew up in, uh, people were always excited to see me and wanted to know how I was getting on and what had been going on in my life and wanted to kind of be updated on that. It's an amazing experience of welcome. And actually, uh, when I've been over at St. James the Less in Bethnal Green these last few weeks, I've been blown away by the welcome that we've received over there. You know, I can't, um, I didn't know what to really expect, but I did think, gosh, I wonder what it's gonna be like for this group of people to receive kind of leadership from somebody else who they don't really know, who's gonna do things in a way that they're maybe different to what they're used to or whatever. And I couldn't have been more wrong about what I expected. This is a group of people who are just open and generous and willing to sort of bear with us as we learn to worship together in, in the ways that suits uh, them and helps them to participate in it. I've been absolutely blown away and humbled by the welcome that I have received as a leader. And, and that's really shown me, gosh, when people are willing to welcome you, it's because they have an openness to welcoming Jesus into their lives. And what a great privilege that is that we hold. Welcome is so powerful, isn't it? It can break down barriers between us. It can build bridges between us and it can foster understanding and unity among massively diverse groups of people and individuals. And we're seeing that, aren't we, across Tower Hamlets as we're working in different churches, worshipping in many different ways, uh, prayer walking around the borough, doing joint youth stuff and hosting people for baby groups. All of this stuff looks so different and is so diverse and yet we have this opportunity the one thing in common is that we're offering welcome and not just welcome, but welcome in Jesus' name. 
and people are excited to receive that hospitality. We saw that last week, didn't we, at the garden party, you know, as people were coming through. And I've had loads of conversations with people this week who've said, thank you so much for welcoming us to be part of your group as you've thrown a big party and made us part of it. People really feel that. Um, and I don't think we sometimes realise because we kind of take for granted what it means to be part of a community like this. But um, the, the wider community who come in and join our parties, they really feel that. They really feel welcomed and like they can come and participate in what's happening. And there is something more powerful there than just we throw a good party, although let's be honest, we do. Um, what we're doing is we're welcoming people in to participate in something that we're working out together too. What does it look like to be a diverse family on a mission with our eyes all focused to the same place as we head towards uh, the kingdom of God and expressing that in this area? What a privilege that is. So I wanted us to close by thinking a little bit together about two things. The first thing is, I guess, before we can get to uh, the place of thinking about how we welcome others, Firstly, let me challenge you this morning. Have you welcomed Jesus into your life? Have you welcomed him to be part of what you are doing and what you are building and what you are participating in in your life? And maybe you've never done that. You know, maybe you would, don't even call yourself a Christian or a follower of Jesus. And I want to challenge you this morning that Jesus strongly calls each of us to welcome him into our lives but actually also for each of us those of us who really do call ourselves followers of Jesus and have done for a long time it still remains a challenge every day to welcome Jesus into our lives to welcome him to be part of what it is that we're doing to welcome and invite him to challenge our plans and strategies and thoughts and ideas because sometimes we can forget to do that and we can get a bit overexcited about the things we're planning and the things we're thinking and assume, yeah, Jesus is all part of that. But have we welcomed him to be part of the things that we're doing for and with him? I've constantly been amazed by when you welcome, when we welcome Jesus to come and be part of what we're doing, or in fact, not just be part of, but to take hold of and lead so that we can go with him. The way he takes your little idea, the way he takes your little plan and just changes it into something that speaks so much more of who he is. Just of welcome and of hospitality and of love and of unity and of peace in a way that you or I cannot manufacture. Because otherwise we're just, you know, we're just doing stuff. If we don't invite him to be part of what it is that we're doing, we're just doing stuff and stuff is okay. We can get so far with it. And we need one another too, don't we? To remind each other, to help one another, to welcome Jesus into our lives. And if you would like uh, help with that, with figuring out what it looks like to welcome Jesus into your life on a daily basis, that's called discipleship. Uh, and we, that's one of our like, key values, is making disciples at St. Paul Shadwell. And we'd love to help you uh, to do that. So how or when or why are you welcoming Jesus to be part of your life? And also, what does it look like 
for you to be a person who is welcoming others to participate in your life with Jesus. Sometimes that looks like something so simple. Let's not overcomplicate it. You know, when we're walking about doing our daily lives, uh, what does it look like for us to actually be sort of kind and welcoming and open to those around us? And I don't even mean, you know, proclaiming the gospel at every opportunity, but what does it mean to be a person of welcome, to be a person who holds that seriously when we're sort of going about our daily lives? You know, who... For example, if there's someone who like comes and, and chats to you at work and you're kind of a bit like, oh, this, this one again. Come on, let's be honest, we all have those people. I mean, I don't. <laughs> but I'm sure you do. Um, <laughs> um, no, when you, you know, it's, it's true. Come on, let's be real with one another for a second. When there's somebody who comes over to you and you're like, ugh. What does it look like for us to take welcome seriously in that moment? What does it look like to think, you know what, I have five minutes to offer welcome to this person, to welcome them to be part of the life that I live um, in order that they might see what it looks like to be welcomed by Jesus. And also then, in reverse, let's remember to spot uh, in our lives to spot the people who are con- trying to connect with us and welcome us into their lives because I think that is a sign and what Jesus, part of what Jesus is saying to the disciples is when you see people who are willing to welcome you go and receive their hospitality because they're not just wanting to welcome you they're wanting to welcome me who are the people in our lives who are excited about welcoming us because really they're wanting to welcome Jesus into their lives. And we carry him, you know, both in a kind of, uh, in a spiritual sense, but also in a very real sense. We have the opportunity to talk about him, uh, to speak really boldly about who he is and to carry his joy and love and kindness as we're filled with the Holy Spirit um, as we enter into people's lives as they welcome us. Why don't we stand together? Maybe the band want to come and join me. Jesus said, anyone who welcomes you, welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me, welcomes the one who sent me. So Father, we, we welcome you. You're already here. But we welcome you by your Holy Spirit. And Jesus, we welcome you afresh into our lives. Maybe you just might want a picture in your mind, just kind of opening up your door to him again, your front door, welcoming him in, asking him to come and sit down at your kitchen table. We welcome you, Jesus. And actually, it's not just welcoming him in the front door, but um, it's welcoming him to 
if you feel bold enough and the Holy Spirit helps us to do this. It's welcoming Jesus in to rifle through our messiest cupboard. To take out all the junk that we've stored up in there. To help us to sort through it. To get rid of the stuff we don't need anymore. To open up our bedroom door and let him help us make the bed. Hoover behind the nightstand. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would just come and give us the boldness that we need to welcome Jesus into all those areas of our lives. All the areas where we've hidden things away, closed the door off, made messes and left them there. Would you come and blow through by your Holy Spirit? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And Holy Spirit, would you make our lives real places of welcome and hospitality for others? Some of us have homes where we're able to invite people in. A lot of us don't. But Holy Spirit, each of us live lives that we can invite others to participate in. And Lord, would you help us to do that with real boldness? Show us what that looks like, we pray. And Holy Spirit, even now, would you help us, show us who are the people in our lives who are calling us, who are wanting to welcome us because they want to welcome Jesus. Would you give us the humility that we need to receive hospitality from others, Jesus? Just wait for one more minute as we allow the Holy Spirit to do his thing, to move amongst us, to change us.
We're going to sing together again. As we do that, let me encourage you to continue to make space for the Holy Spirit to minister to you in the ways that he has already been doing. Holy Spirit, would you continue to move amongst us, we pray, as we worship you. Let's fix our eyes on him again, remembering who he is, celebrating who he is, welcoming him to be part of our lives again. We love you, Jesus.